This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. This month marks 46 years since the U.S. Supreme Court issued its infamous Roe v. Wade decision striking down abortion restrictions in the nation. Since that time, nearly 60 million babies have been lost to abortion. People of faith have been trying ever since to change that rule. Marches take place on the anniversary in the nation's capital as well as in cities around the country in protest. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, is active in the fight for life. Church officials, including President the Reverend Dr. Matt Harrison, are my guests on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. The March for Life has announced a bipartisan group of legislators who will address the upcoming March for Life at a rally immediately before the event being held in 10 days' time. Republican Senator Steve Daines of Montana and Representatives Dan Lipinski of Illinois, a Democrat, and Republican Chris Smith of New Jersey will be joined by Democratic Louisiana State Representative Katrina Jackson. This will be Daines' first time addressing the March for Life. Last year, President Donald Trump addressed the March for Life via a video feed, becoming the first president to do so. Two Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee are pressing a nominee for the Nebraska Federal Trial Court about his membership in the Knights of Columbus, a fraternal organization of the Catholic Church. Democratic Senators Maisie Hirano of Hawaii and Kamala Harris of California submitted written questions in December to Brian Brucher, who's an Omaha lawyer nominated to the U.S. District Court for the District of Nebraska, proposing that he resign his affiliation with the Knights, which they call an all-male society and, quote, has taken a number of extreme positions, unquote, on social questions. Founded in 1882 as a mutual benefit society for impoverished Catholic immigrants in New England, the Knights currently operated more than a dozen countries and distribute nearly $200 million in charitable funds annually. The organization has some 15,000 chapters. An Indiana University student caught on video vandalizing pro-life signs has been ordered to pay damages. 21-year-old Thomas P. Metcall, a student and liberal activist at the university, faced charges of disorderly conduct, vandalism, and larceny theft after the pro-life group, Created Equal, caught him on video destroying their property in early October. This week, Created Equal President Mark Harrington said a Monroe County judge recently ordered Metcalf to pay for damages and perform 60 hours of community service as punishment for his actions. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6 It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. 
Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Este é Notícias Luteranas pelo Mundo. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm Kip Allen, World Lutheran News Digest host. I have three guests today on the program. One is Peter Slate. Social media manager. Social media manager. I was waiting to see if you were going to promote me and make me director like everybody else does. Yeah, do no, no luck this time. Okay. okay. And we have Kevin Armbrust, who, the Reverend Kev, Kevin Armbrust. Dr. Kevin Armbrust. And here we have Deaconess Pam Nielsen. Well, the reason for the program today is this coming weekend, we are having local marches for life, sort of a build-up to the one for next week, which is going to be the big one in the nation's capital. The LCMS has been uh, very active in the Right to Life movement. In fact, we're one of the co-sponsors of the National March, and uh, we're going to have a march this Thursday, pardon me, uh, this weekend in Chicago. And there will be a delegation from the LCMS here, you know, from the IC, who'll be going up. And, of course, Lutherans all over the region will be getting involved. Pam, tell me about the Chicago March. How are we planning it? What are the logistics for it? Well, I think it's like our third time to go out of this building. I think for years, the Northern Illinois District and their life committee has organized a presence uh, for people in that district in the Chicagoland area, southern Wisconsin, northern Indiana. And uh, ever since we have been working with Eyes of Life and trying to, to have a bigger presence as the Lutheran Church in these issues for life, uh, we've been going up to Chicago. So it's our third time. We're going to have a van load. We're bringing all the Eyes of Life banners and hats and gear. So we're hoping that the other Lutherans coming from the region will join with us as they have the past couple of years. And we'll have a, a group that um, is visibly the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod with Eyes of Life marching in downtown Chicago. Where, where are we going to be gathering in Chicago for the march? The march uh, begins at Daly Plaza. So if, if you just were up there for now the which, holidays. Which day? Which day? In time. Oh, on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> this Sunday, uh, January 13th. And Daly Plaza is the place where the Christmas market is. It's a, oh, Federal Plaza. Federal Sorry. Plaza. Federal yep. Plaza. It's not not too far from all the stores on State Street, and uh, we gather there. There are, just like in D.C., there are speakers and a bit of a rally as the crowds come, and then at 2 o'clock, we march and through the city. I understand that one of the speakers is going to be President Harrison. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so we... We're looking forward to it. Um, President Harrison has been a, a really strong and consistent voice for life issues, um, always, really, throughout his history of, of being a public speaker. Kevin, as, as a, an ordained minister, theologically, what is the justification for life? When we, we say it, it begins at uh, conception, but theologically, how do, how do we know this? What's going on? Yeah, the scriptures are, are very clear from, from Genesis through Revelation that, that life is something that God treasures. 
you know, I think of I think of Romans six when it talks about in our sin we're we're enslaved to death, but God sent Christ to set us free from that slavery, and He brought us out of death into life. And when we look at the death and resurrection of Jesus, it's that's God's love for the world, right? So we all know John three sixteen for so God so loved the world, and and when when. God sends his son Jesus to die and rise for forgiveness of our sins, but also to grant life. This, this reinforces, again, this narrative from, from Genesis through Revelation that God is a God of life. And, and as we look at things like the fifth commandment, you know, that, that we should not take life, one of the things that we're reminded is that in, in God's sight, Life is a precious gift. This is this is what he gives to us freely, and this is what we're, we're to encourage in one another. We're supposed to help our neighbor support their bodily life, their physical life. Uh, we're supposed to be on the side of life when it comes to the way we relate to the human beings. And and again, it's it's in the death and resurrection of Jesus that we see that that God works to give life to people. And you know, and the church really, and this seems kind of pedantic, but but we want to be on the side of God, right? We want to be doing what what God does, and and since since God is the one, as we know in Psalm one thirty nine, right? He knits us together and gives us life. Um, the the theme of the, of the march is unique from day one. So again, that points us to this idea that created in the image of God, uh, He knits us together. All these wonderful scriptural teachings about how how God is really a God of life and not of death. And that's what, that's what we want to be. And of course, you've got, again, the idea being that life begins at conception. Right. And God loves this life. Yes. Interestingly, science is now more and more coming down on our side. That's right. Unique DNA, unique fingerprints, everything for the moment it starts. Speaking of science, we have our technologist guy here, <laughs> Mr. Peter Sladen, who's the head of our social media. Peter, there's a lot that we can do, even though we're not going to be present at a march, what people can do. And we're, of course, going to be covering it on social media mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. So, uh, Dr. Kevin already mentioned Unique from Day One, which is the theme. It's actually the national theme that the March for Life organization itself puts together. Every year there is a theme. This year it is unique from day one, which is also a hashtag. So if you know what hashtags are, that's the pound sign and then the words unique from day one, no spaces or anything. I say this for people who may not be familiar with hashtags. And if you go on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube, and do a search for that hashtag, you will find posts about the upcoming marches, information about them. And then while the different marches are happening all over the nation, so we're talking about the Chicago one this coming weekend. Next Friday is the one in D.C. Uh, we're, that's the national one. That hashtag actually helps you find what's going on regarding all of these marches, regarding this movement, regarding the different conferences and whatnot on social media. So if you can't go, if you can't participate you can get a taste or a feel for what's actually going on at these marches. If you want to find out what we're doing as the LCMS, we have additional hashtags. Eyes of Life is one of the ones that we use, and then Joyfully Lutheran is another hashtag. So when we're marching, we use the Unique from Day One hashtag. We use March for Life. We also use uh, Why We March. That's another national one. But then Joyfully Lutheran and Eyes of Life are the two that we'll be tagging our posts. We'll be live on Facebook. Um, at the march. Now, 
Now, I, I have to say, this is a, uh, it's always a little bit questionable because at the Chicago March, it can be really, really cold. And last year, all my devices literally froze. Don't do that again. <laughs> and like they actually froze. And so I'm in the middle of trying to live stream and, you know, giving people a taste of here's the March and what we're doing. And they froze and they just cut off midstream. So I've, I've got heating pads that I'm bringing this year. So hopefully we will be live ah. broadcasting President Harrison's talk. I believe the March for Life is probably doing that themselves. But if you can come to our social media pages, uh, the LCMS is how you find us everywhere <laughs> and and we'll be streaming there and sharing what's going on get get a feel for being in the march itself talking to some people who are at the march and just hopefully feel like you're actually there with us pam i've got a question for you now as peter's pointed out one of the logos that we use is eyes of life and i know that you're instrumental in getting that thing created i was with you on some meetings downstairs on that explain eyes of life and why this is so important and so re uh, reflective of what we're talking about well we've been um we've really used that as a banner for our lcms presence in an effort to have a unified presence and to speak in a way that is positive uh, this kind of grew out of the 2015 uh hard summer and fall of all of those uh abortion videos coming out of the abortion clinics being released they were traumatic and they were horrific and there was lots of anger uh, even from the the, the pro-life side about this and it, it, it caused kind of a, a negative wave you got to speak out against these things absolutely but as the church um, we thought that it another way to speak would be to speak for life having received life from the Lord of life, um, to speak of that life and the value of it and uh, to uphold it. So we started this campaign. It's a, yeah, it's a hashtag. It's a website, eyesoflife.org. And we've got some beautiful stories there of people with eyes of life, people who've benefited from those mm -hmm. with eyes of life. Um, and when we march, then we carry these banners. Uh, they're black with white letters why did we do that doesn't seem very lively but that actually shows up well in a sea of color at a march when tv cameras are panning the the crowd especially in dc half a million people black and white pops out and so we have big black and white eyes we've mm -hmm. got the signs and then our accent color thanks to our great designers is a bright lime almost fluorescent lime green so all our people are wearing the lime green hats. We've got some people with umbrellas, a few other banners with that color. And uh, so it's all color coordinated. So when the Lutherans march, and when we march, we don't just march. Uh, we're also known beyond our little green beanie hats for singing. Yes. And um, <laughs> they hear us and they see us. and. Who is that? Who's Eyes of Life? This year we've actually got We Are Lutherans with Eyes of Life mm -hmm. um, signs. We've added that because so many questions. We wanted people to wonder who we are. And they applaud when we sing. They stop and they listen with wonder. Uh, sometimes they join in. Uh, it's kind of our thing, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah, and, and it was really a couple years ago was, was when this really kind of came about was we were – in D.C., the march is huge. It really is. It's just huge. And so what that means is sometimes you just kind of stand and wait. 
and sometimes for hours. <laughs> and so we were kind of waiting. Are we for, there yet? Yeah, we were kind of waiting for our spot in the march. And while we were waiting, uh, we kind of had these hymns that we had, or signs that we had printed up with hymns on the back of them. And so as we were waiting and the other people in the march are walking by us, we just started singing the hymns. Just because, you know, we're Lutherans is what we do. We just started singing. And what was amazing was how many people walking by would join in as they were walking by us or would say thank you for singing or would, would come up to us, thumbs up, thumbs up mm. or later at the end of the march would walk up and say, you guys, it was so great to hear singing and singing hymns, the church's hymns and, and singing praises to God in the middle of this march. It was, it really was a spontaneous thing, but it's, it's the cool thing is we could look at everybody and just say, you know what, this, that's who we are. It is. That's what we do. Yeah. We sing. We're Lutherans. And well, I think um, last year well, there was uh, I was watching some of the coverage of it, and uh, there was one bystander who said, I knew you were Lutherans because you were singing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it, he talked about the waiting, especially in D.C., because there's a rally on the, the National Mall. And a lot of people want to go to that. And mm-hmm. if you go to that, then you got to move from the mall to Constitution Avenue, and it's a lot of logistics. So we've always elected to have a base right at the corner of a street with Constitution and say, join us here, and then we will wedge into the march. So we end up doing a lot of waiting. And I think, yes, you, you kind of don't want to, you feel like if we don't join it soon, we're going to miss it. But we actually had a longer, broader witness as to who we were because when we stand there and thousands of people walk past mm-hmm. us and see our banners and hear us singing before we ever get in the parade, and it is a parade, we make quite a mark and it's memorable. And the joy of the, the people singing. We're singing at the top of our lungs. It's always cold and the air is crisp. And, you know, it's good because it warms us up a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if President Harrison, he loves to sing with us. And, uh, you know, that's one of his favorite things is to join in the oh. singing. And um, He didn't bring his banjo. No, no banjos. It's hard to march and play a banjo at the same time. I mean, he's <laughs> talented and probably could do it. But it's just it's just hard. That's tough. Yeah. We don't want to put him through that if we don't have to. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a recording of, of him doing a bluegrass ver, uh, version of uh, Mighty Fortresses Our yep. God on That's banjo. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he can do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, it's really, it's an incredible thing. This year, of course, we'll have the conference. Every three years we have a life conference tied yep. to that in D.C. But the Chicago March... You know, a major Midwestern city, and this is what we're seeing across the country. You know, for what, 45 years we've been doing it in D.C., something like that, maybe 40 years we celebrated. 45 years, this uh, this is the 45th annual. So that has now grown uh, across the country. So towns, large and small, major metro areas are having these marches. Chicago has become one of the, the larger ones, I think. And and we still, we go, huh, this isn't all that big. We've been to San Francisco a few times, not all that big. But the thing is, it's happening. It's happening in Columbia, Missouri, and Springfield, Illinois, and, you know, Chicago, and Houston, and uh, all over. And that was part of our thinking with Eyes of Life, too. Uh, it you can order. We have a website. Yes, please you talk can, about that. You can order um, hats and signs and uh, banners so that you too in in your area can have that, and we can uh, across the country bear witness as as Lutherans with eyes of light. And how how can people do this? 
That's a great question. So they can go to eyesoflife.org, and at the top of the page, there is a link that says store. And you yes. click on that link, and it takes you to the half a dozen different things that you can purchase. I think one thing that's important to know is all of those materials are sold at cost. We're, we're, we want to make them as accessible and available to groups that want to have the signs, that want to have the hats. And so the, the price you're paying is just the cost to have the items shipped to you and produced. Uh, we're not making a profit on it or anything because we want to do whatever we can to get these into your hands while you're marching, make it as easy and cheap as possible. Yeah, there's shirts, hats, signs. And yeah. One contrast here I wanted to bring up. Um, Pam, you've mentioned it. Uh, Kevin, you've mentioned it. And Peter, you've mentioned it is that this really is a joy. This is a happiness, like a celebration. So many of the pro-abortion forces are angry. Yes. And motivated by... I think deep down inside, they know they're wrong, and guilt can turn to anger, and I think this is what they're seeing. Here, we're approaching it in a completely different way. I spoke to some people from, from, I believe it was Students for Life, who are are also planning on marching, and I asked them, how will they handle if uh, harassment from uh, counter-protesters? And the answer to that was, joy, we'll sing. We'll pray for them mm-hmm. and let them know that there were people who will do that. Aha! And I see our president has Ooh. just about arrived. I'm going to give up my Maybe microphone. Yeah, why don't, you let it, why don't you let the president in? President Harrison, welcome to World Lutheran News Digest. Hey, thanks a lot. I don't didn't want to displace uh, Armbrist over there. He actually knows something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about <clears throat> about the upcoming march. How we're doing it out of a uh, a gesture of love and, and and joy. In contrast to the uh, to the pro-abortion people who s- seem to be motivated so much by by anger. And this, I think, is uh, well. This is part of what we are as Lutherans. It is. And you know, and um, this is part of the message that we carry. And I know that you're going to be at the Chicago March uh, this Sunday. And NDC. NDC as well. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be speaking. What's the message that you'll be delivering to the people there? Well, whenever we do these things, we take advantage of our citizenship. And uh, here we have a chance to uh, peacefully protest current laws in this country, which do not respect the life of all persons. Uh, you know, our Declaration of Independence said that we're all, there are certain unalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There's nothing more fundamental to civilization than life and the protection of life. We are deeply involved in this, and, you know, a lot of people criticize the pro life movement uh, for not putting their money where their mouth is, etc., but that's just rubbish. You know, just just the mercy work alone out of this building in the last 15 years has probably dropped $130 million to care for life for people at all stages of life, people in the midst of disasters, people who, uh, and no matter who they are, whether they're Christians or not, or Lutherans or not, or but just people who are present and uh, are a neighbor and deserve the assistance that we can give them. And so, especially uh, unborn children who have no voice of their own need our voice to speak up, and we're going to continue to do that. And we do it from a religious standpoint. I think of there's no better text than than when um, Mary uh, is met by her 
a cousin in the womb, or her cousin Elizabeth has John the baptizer in the womb, and he leaps uh, with joy in the womb at the meeting of the woman carrying the Savior. It's a phenomenal thing that reminds us that these are real lives, real beings, real um, humans in the womb, and that they deserve our utmost uh, care and protection if we are to be as Christ has called us to be. We're so. running a little bit out of time here, and I'd like to bring up one other point before we can close out. Uh, we've talked about our duty as uh, as a citizen. You just mentioned that. But also there's the, the left-hand kingdom and the right-hand kingdom. We enact in both. And I know sometimes we get criticized. We, the OCMS, get criticized for sometimes acting within the left-hand kingdom. Yeah, well, uh, we are citizens. Uh, Luther was the one who really uh, got it right at the time of the Reformation. Madison claimed that, who was the author of the Bill of Rights, claimed that Luther is the one who got it all started, that there's a separation between kingdoms. When we march in the left and speak up in the left uh, re relative to laws, we talk in the language of the left. Uh, we talk science, we talk rationality. It's not rational to spend millions of dollars keeping children in the womb alive or mending their hearts while we're dragging these children in the womb out and tearing them to shreds. That's irrational, and law should be rational. In the kingdom of the right, uh, we appreciate reason, but we know the word of God tells us that life is precious from the womb, from conception on. And that's a clear teaching of the word of God, and we're going to hold to it. Thou shalt not kill. And when we're in the church, we talk of the word of God. And when we're in uh, the public sphere, in the public realm, trying to change laws, we're going to talk uh reason we're going to talk natural law we're going to talk we have to speak up we have to talk we have to confess our faith have to there's no way around it uh paul said i appeal to caesar he made use of the courts and uh, our losing confessions absolutely encourage us to make use of proper laws and courts president harrison and pam and kevin and even you, Peter. I want to thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, I'm looking forward to this, the next couple of weeks. We're going to be having some exciting things going on. Come find us with our green hats and our signs. Join us in Chicago and D.C. and across the country. If you've never done it before, it's, it's a hoot. It's fantastic to participate. And uh, the spirit is great. It's not dour. It's uh, just a wonderful spirit. And it's an optimistic spirit, knowing that we're making progress, that more and more people realize, especially young people, realize what abortion really is. Well, thank you very much for shedding light on this, and God bless us all. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.